Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find. I'm a self-improvement junkie, a certified professional coach, podcast host, and public speaker. And I'm a wife and mom of four teenagers. I'm an expert at helping people use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. How do I do this? By helping you realize your gifts and use them as your superpowers. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rare find voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, and successful enough or deal with a major life transition, such as getting married or getting divorced, changing jobs and having kids. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset and get out of your own way. So if you're ready to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep on listening because you are a rare find. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Rare Find Voices podcast. This is your host, Robin Koenig, and I am talking today about a topic that I actually spoke about last week in an event, and pretty much every time that I speak, it tends to come up um, because it's such a common issue. And so this is all about avoiding the compare and despair trap. So one of the challenges that I come across with people that I work with. This is um, not exclusive to men or women, although I'll explain later how I think it might differ in its impact, but it's fear and judgment of themselves. And it's kind of like a virus. It's really easy to get and it's hard to get rid of. It's a compare and despair trap. So you know, when I try and think about it, I, you know, obviously the first thing that comes up is social media. It's like everybody wants to show how good they are at everything and like every they, they want to show how good they are right away, right? I, I see these messages all the time how, you know, this woman that started her business last month is like killing it now with a six-figure income or there's a new mom and she has a three-month-old and she's back to work full-time and never been happier. You know, like everybody seems to have it all figured out. And that's a really pretty picture to paint. And if that's true, fabulous. But so many times it's something that people want to show because they're covering other things up or they're wanting to use this as a way to boost their own confidence, which isn't a bad thing. But what happens is it, it puts us into a place of either believing it's true and wondering how they did it, which could be super helpful, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, how did you do it? And tell me more. Or it puts us into place of self-judgment. And so the reality is that it's really hard and messy to do all of the things that we want to do. You know, like getting to that level of success that you want is not simple. It's not a pretty picture usually. And it doesn't always just come through with this like really, you know, beautiful fairy tale story. And so I'm not saying that, 
you know, the best thing to do is to show all of the ugly stuff. I believe that there's a way to do both, but there's a, you know, there's a way to show the world that you have vulnerability and shine a light on some of the things that are happening along the way and also how you've overcome things to build the confidence that you do have, right? So, you know, being confident and showing the world that you're capable of doing amazing things to inspire them, absolutely, like do that, do that a lot. Um, But how you do it and how you think about it in your own mind also attracts people to you. And it can help them hold a mirror up to the things that they want to change. So I want to, you know, I want to talk about this a little bit. I want to talk about this idea of, you know, compare and despair, because a lot of times this feeling that we have for whatever reason, whether it's social media or whether it's in the workplace or at home or at school, you know, it tends to come up more when we're struggling. You know, we want to feel empowered and and confident. But when we put ourselves in that lineup next to other people, you know, maybe even learning a new skill or starting your business, it's so easy to get stuck and not turn that feeling of empowerment, because that's really what empowerment is, is a feeling into something that's productive or positive. You know, there's, there's this great quote, quote that, you know, you see it all the time. It's like, be brave enough to suck at something new. <laughs> and I love that because I have done that many times in my own life. And, but, you know, we're so quick to pounce on ourselves or on other people when we don't do something or we don't do it well, or, you know, we suck at it and it's new. And, you know, we say the words, I suck to ourselves way more than we say the words I believe. And, and that's, that's terrible. That's not, that's not inspiring or motivating at all. And, you know, I, when I, when I talk about this um, for groups, I also like to, you know, share how there's, you know, some researchers that say that we have more than 50,000 thoughts per day. And 80% of them are focused on the negative, right? On the things that we don't want to happen. And 95% of them are repetitive. So you think about that. It's like this broken record of how terrible we are or the things that we're doing aren't working and what we don't want to happen, causing worry. And, you know, back to that whole compare and despair, like on repeat. And, and, And that's just something that once we know that, once we start to understand that better and we realize that we can build within ourselves a no like trust factor. And so, you know, in business, you hear this theory a lot, right? That, you know, you first have to build, build the audience around, you know, knowing who you are to then grow in the like factor that then builds trust. And it's going to, you know, help them connect better with you to, um, you know, want to engage more in business or buy your product or, you know, whatever it is. And same here, like with coaching. So what would it feel like if you could do that for yourself? What would it feel like if you could build, you know, the first awareness that no piece where you do know who you are and what you're about? And second 
part of that is to like it, to love it, to, you know, accept it in all ways possible. And then the third piece to trust, to truly believe that who you are and what you represent and how you put yourself out into the world has value and has worth. I just talked about the difference between value and worth, um, but how they're connected and what that can do for you to really squash that trap around the compare and despair, right? To recognize it and say, yep, I see that. But how do I now want to battle it and show up in a way that's going to build my own personal self-confidence and inspire others to do the same? You know, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable is the key to building the confidence, but it, it starts with you. And so, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, this is not exclusive to male or female, men and women both have this come forward. And in some of my observation, this is not scientific. So, you know, don't send me messages saying I'm wrong or whatever. This is just my observation that um, with men, this tends to come up, this compare and despair trap tends to come up a lot more in person in work environments and in social environments. Like there's a lot more comparison about what they think they should be. Um, That could be title, you know, or career level. Um, But also just a lot of, you know, kind of like what they represent. And so that compare and despair trap comes up a lot um, in that way when it comes to men, a lot, you know, more frequently then for women, a lot more online. Um, so, you know, seeing other people and what they're doing online, they're engaging in a lot more of that content. Um, it's it's a very assumptive. It's, you know, not having a whole lot of information, but assuming that somebody's at a better place or doing something better, um, has a better life. Um, and I, I think about it a lot with, um, you know, when you're growing up and going through stuff like in high school. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, how often did you compare yourself to somebody else and want to be like them because, you know, you were younger and and less mature and didn't have that confidence. So, you know, it kind of brings us back to that place and what we see, we believe and, and, and especially as women, it comes up for both genders, but, you know, as women, we want to put on this like strongest, bravest face possible and not show people that maybe we don't feel as great about ourselves or that we're working towards that. It's really hard. And so the more that you can apply this belief, if you're building a business and you understand the no like trust theory, there's no reason at all why you can't switch that around and and put that on yourself and say, how do I do this for me? How, you know, how we choose to connect or purchase or work with someone is a relationship you build over time. Why not start that with yourself? This is going to help you build the self-confidence that's going to overrule, literally, like overrule the, the belief that comes up when you see something and start to put yourself in the lineup, right? You're looking at this highlight reel, putting yourself next to somebody else and saying, they're better, you know, they're doing it better, they're more this, more that, and I'm less than. Um, so I, I want you to think about that. 
Um, the other thing I was, you know, kind of noodling around with is the impact that changing the mindset, right? Putting the emphasis on a no light trust factor for yourself. I believe it correlates highly to drive and consistency, right? So when you believe and trust what you're doing is, you know, first of all, worth it. Second of all, fun, right? That's a whole nother piece of the puzzle here that it's fun. It brings you joy. And then third, that it's achieving the success or goal that you have in mind. You're going to do it more often. So, you know, here's a good way to relate it back is if you've started, you know, at a new gym and say you're working with a coach or a trainer, you know, at first you may not really believe necessarily unless you've like, you know, they're some like super high profile coach and you're like, yeah, no, they're going to be amazing. But it may take time to, first of all, get to know them and their style and, and you with them. And then also start to really like what you're doing and how the, um, you know, the relationship, right? Coach and, and athlete is going and how you're building that. And then the third piece that you trust, what they're telling you to do is going to make a difference that you trust that they, you know, have your best interest in mind. So, you know, that's, that's a really good example. And I used to do that myself when I was coaching and, um, in fitness, not coaching in life, (laughs) but it pertains there too, actually. Um, but I remember also, you know, as an athlete being in the gym myself and, and, you know, especially when you first get started. I mean, I started in fitness at age 35 and I didn't know, like, or trust the fact that I was an athlete. I didn't, I had like full on compare and despair syndrome happening. Like it just, it's something I struggled with and I had to really learn how to approach it differently. And so, you know, when you start looking around the room at other women or men, you know, that are like, quote, more fit or more attractive or more able, then you decide right then if it's worth your best effort and energy to train the way that you should to get the results you desire, right? Like you are making a decision there. If you've already decided once you walk into that space, even in, in, you know, business or in a job or, um, you know, in a relationship with as a parent. I mean, this is like, this goes beyond just, you know, like one small scenario. This has so many applications that if you see something, then you believe it to be true. So you're going to either do or not do something based on that belief, like how it makes you feel. So does looking at that, you know, cute 20 something woman in the gym that's working really hard on her fitness or learning a new skill make you want to work harder? Or does it defeat you? Like, are you inspired by people around you to do or be more? Or are you jealous or maybe even annoyed at their success? There's a significant difference there. And what it does to your self-confidence, what it does to your ability to accomplish goals, like they are all 
interconnected. Remember, the thoughts or the beliefs that lead to the feelings and the emotions that then lead to the actions or the inactions towards your success, towards your goals, towards your dreams. So that to me is something that it doesn't just happen overnight, first of all. Second of all, it is not like it doesn't just switch. It doesn't change in one instant. You need to repeat things. And and that's the other piece I wanted to bring up here is I tell you one thing that I know very well about myself. I know it. <laughs> I like it and I trust it is I'm not afraid to repeat. I'm not afraid to do something over and over and over because I believe that consistency is so important. And the more that we do that, one, we continue to amplify the positive because we're doing something over and over and over again that's pushing us and it's it's avoiding or diminishing the things that either aren't working or we don't want to hear, right? That self-doubt, we're amplifying the positive and doing something over and over and over again. You know, I like to say that self-confidence is a renewable resource and the way that you become more confident is you keep doing it until you're more confident. Like that's literally the key to the whole thing right there (laughs) is doing it over and over and putting it on repeat. So, you know, if you think about it from a physical perspective, you're going to like train your muscles. Well, it's the same thing happens to your mind and it, you know, creates those habits and it creates a better understanding and it fuels your brain with this positive energy that's going to tell you, do it again, do it again, do it again. And I'm liking what's, what's happening here and I'm seeing it. And, um, there's a really great analogy, um, that speaks to this in Atomic Habits, how, um, the, small things that you do differently. I think he speaks to it in regards to uh, 1% change to focus on improving one thing, like one small thing by 1% change in the positive direction compounds over time. And if you think about obviously with money, compound interest and how that adds up, um, that one day you're going to be like, wow, that actually, that actually started to, you know, add up a lot more than I thought the same thing happens with your brain. The same thing happens when you're doing something over and over with that consistency and repeating it. So, you know, I, I like to tell people I'm, I'm not in the convincing business. I'm in the coaching business. (laughs) So what I'm saying here, I'm, I'm not trying to convince you that it's right or wrong. I'm, just sharing with you some tips and some ideas and some insights and some perspectives that may help you see something differently. But the key here is that it's, you're going to be the one to decide if you want to change something. And if you want to try something new, you know, I, um, what was the thing? I I was, (laughs) sometimes I lose my train of thought because I don't script necessarily all of my podcasts. I just kind of go with some of these ideas and thoughts. So, um, but one of the things, you know, I used to listen to a lot of things. I used to, you know, listen to every podcast and go to webinars and, um, you know, go to a conference or seminars. I mean, like this has been my journey for 20 years 
of focusing on personal development and self-improvement. And, and I truly do love it. Um, but the interesting thing is after I would do all of these things for a very long time, I felt empowered. I felt great about it, but I didn't do anything with it necessarily. Like maybe a little bit, but I, you know, I didn't have the mindset, the belief that putting it into action and putting it on repeat and being consistent and then looking at the results and not judging it, that that was going to work. Um, and really the root of all of that was I didn't feel that I was different. Like I didn't believe that I could create a change. I didn't believe that I was worth it. I didn't believe in the value of my efforts. And so I put all of the barriers in the road, like every roadblock I could possibly do until I discovered more about myself and that no like trust factor. But I discovered really more of what was possible. And that came from consistency. That came from making those 1% changes and seeing all of a sudden the compound interest, (laughs) the compound value in those things finally adding up and saying, I get it. And now I'm going to keep doing it and remove the traps, the barriers, the compare and the despair and all of those things because I was... I was the key there. Um, There's a great quote, Seth Godin's one of my favorites, always has been. And he talks a lot about how um, he says, it's not your job to convince other people that you or your product is good. And I love that. But the best part is he continues on and he says, it's, it isn't you making a key and looking for a lock that fits, but looking at the different locks and seeing how you can bring the right key. And like that to me is gold. I mean, that's why he's Seth Godin. Like he's just incredible. But, you know, I think about that and I think about the fact that the key, like the keys that you that I want to show up with are my gifts. Those are the things that I believe so much to be true in how I can affect change. Like that's, those are the tools, the superpowers, all of those things, like whatever you want to call them. But when you show up with your gifts and you use them consistency, consistently, then you will see the change. It might take some time, a thousand percent. Yes. Like patience, perseverance, consistency, tolerance, all of those things. They're not easy at all, but they work. And when I finally realized it after, you know, years of comparison and self-judgment, I realized that I had the right keys. Like for me, it literally and figuratively opened up all of the locks, the doors, the opportunities that light me up. Not for anybody else, but for me. And that, that is what changed my life. And so, you know, I, I go back to the whole, um, I laugh a little bit about the whole idea around the coaching business and how very often I get asked, like, what kind of coach are you? And I actually love that question. I used to hate that question um, because I felt like it was a judgment that people were like, oh, well, what kind of coach are you? And like wanting to ask to see what I say. And that was just baloney in the story that I was making up in my head. And I don't know why. And maybe that's true for some people that they really wanted to really, like test me. But <laughs> what I realized was that my response 
like my natural knee jerk response was, was like genuinely, well, what kind of coach do you need? What kind of coach do you want? And so that's actually how I respond to that quite often. And it, you know, I don't necessarily even care that it's, you know, a good or bad response because a lot of folks will say, tell me what your niche is and make sure it's a good fit with the client. I totally get all of that. But this is how I see it. This is my perspective that coaching is a process. And I know that I'm an expert at that. You know, I, I have the credentials for that, but I, I believe truly that I am an expert at the coaching process to help people affect change. And so, you know, the kind of coach that I am actually applies to anyone. Like it really does. And and that's different than saying that I'm the right coach for anyone or that I'll take just any client. What I teach is for everyone. It's not exclusive to business owners or corporate leaders or budding entrepreneurs or stay-at-home moms. Like I'm exclusive to people who want to affect change. I'm a good fit for people that want to affect change. And then of course, there has to be a good connection. That makes sense. But personal leadership is about you taking responsibility for you. And that's a choice. It's a mindset. It's a belief that you are in the driver's seat of your life. So if that's who you are and you want to affect change, like I'm, I'm that coach. I'm that coach there for you. So I, you know, I wanted to bring that kind of full circle. Um, that is something that I have worked very hard and I know, like, and trust about myself. And I can tell you that it is possible for you to build that internally, to change that voice, to put yourself on repeat and grow that self-confidence and avoid the compare and despair trap that will just take you down a dark hole and definitely not to the goals and the dreams and all of the success that you want. So a couple of key takeaways. I know I talked about a lot of things, but here's three big ones for you um, just to kind of rethink about. First one, stop looking at the highlight reel. Own your gifts and let them shine without the shame and the blame game. Change that self-talk into words of affirmation that inspire positive action for yourself. That's the first one. The second one, build that no like trust factor in yourself, which will build your self-confidence. It will emanate from you. It will draw more people to you like a moth to the fire. Self-confidence is a renewable resource. It literally does not run out. Just keep doing it until you're more confident. Keep tapping into it. It will grow, I promise you. And then the third takeaway here is you have the keys to any of the locks that you want to open. Look at all of them and decide which key to bring. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. I just love, I love just recording these episodes, to be honest. I love having this conversation, (laughs) even though it's just me talking, but I hope that there's something that you were able to get out of today's episode. Don't forget to please subscribe, share, leave me a review, uh, reach out with questions and comments or curiosities about coaching. And don't forget to text the word possible to 31996 and you'll get a free download of my 531 method, which is an optimistic approach with an intentional lens. Thank you again and with love and laughter, have an awesome day.